<laughs> hey, are there rules about swearing and things? Uh, I don't know. Can we go through those? Are there? We've sweared so many times on these podcasts. Taylor, if you've suddenly wow. made rules about this, this is a problem. Love the Tokyo Closet Bubble Podcast fun for one and all. Loving life and standing tall. Tokyo Closet Ball. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Tokyo Closet Podcast. My name is Tatiana, and with us we have many wonderful co-hosts. First up, a pillar of the queer community, the currently reigning Mixed Tokyo Closet Ball 2021, Mixed Yay, me! Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, Mysterious? I'm fine. I've been streaming all day, but I'm ready to still keep talking because that's all I know how to do. It's great. Our mistress of lore, sprouting from the ground, it's Little Sprout. Just a little sprout. Little Sprout, how are you this evening? Sprouting up. Mm-hmm. Returning to the cast, we have our pop culture scholar, Chiron. Hello. Welcome, Chiron. How are you this evening? I am very good. I have my hot chocolate and I'm ready to defend Wonder Woman 1984. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, we might have some dissenting opinions. Ooh, it's going to get hot and heated. That's how I like it. And finally, a comedian, a thespian, and a virtuoso. Virtuos- how do I say that word? Virtuoso. 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 <laughs> and finally, a comedian, thespian, and virtuoso. <laughs> <laughs> a renowned lover of pangolins, Indigo Soho. Hello, darling. It's so lovely to be back. I've been watching the film today. I haven't haven't had the opportunity to do anything to do with Wonder Woman since I auditioned for the la- the first film that they made about Wonder Woman back in 1974. And uh, <laughs> my, my role as an extra was cut out after I suggested to the director, well, my character should clearly kill her. What's all this sitting here sipping drinks? But they didn't like that direction, so I was cut. Are you sure that was Wonder Woman? Were you not just in uh, Goldfinger? Well, it may well have been. But let's ask everyone, what is your history with Wonder Woman? Starting with Mysterious. I think my history with Wonder Woman kind of starts with like all 90s kids. Uh, I watched the the Justice League cartoon when it was on uh, Cartoon Network. So that was my first introduction to Wonder Woman. And then it became slowly over time comics. And then it became anything DC put out with like movies. I would watch all the movies. So I've recently watched the Wonder Woman Bloodlines movie. That's Mm -hmm. the cartoon ones. DC cartoons are always like bringing their A game and like going full 80s on it. Yeah. But then like we get the live action and they're like, it's kind of hard to like them as much because I'm like, I'm sorry, but I saw the cartoon where like, Diana just like had a battle with Hades. I can't like I don't know. Like it's really hard to to compare the two, but they're two different mediums. So we're not going to do that tonight. But yeah, and then comics. Of course, I've read a lot of DC and Marvel comics. So yeah, that's basically I've got Wonder Woman slippers and I've got Wonder Woman pajamas. So yeah, that's like my Wonder Womanness. Chiron, darling, what is your uh, history with the character of Wonder Woman? Oh, like Mysterious. 
I grew up watching Justice League and I like a lot of comic books. I have Wonder Woman comic books, old ones, new ones. I used to watch the 1970s TV show with my mom every Saturday morning. Um, so I've been a Wonder Woman fan for a really long time. Um, she's my favorite DC character, um, my favorite member of the Justice League. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love her. I love her stuff. I love what she represents. I love who she is. And I love that she's sometimes willing to do things that other DC superheroes may not want to do, but mm. that she thinks is ultimately what needs to be done, which is kind of different from the, the DC mm. films, um, where I think she's been a bit sanitized. Uh, I also Justice League cartoon. All I can hear in my head is uh, Batman going Diana. Um, uh, I I also watched a bit of the uh, Gal Gadot era Wonder Woman. Uh, mm. she's my mom's favorite superhero, but not mine. I liked Hawk Girl more. Oh, she had a mace. Yes, for me, uh, Wonder Woman is one of those heroes that gets more and more complicated the more you learn about her. Like, she seems simple at first, and then you realize, oh, she was made by an American psychologist who was in a polyamorous relationship with two women. Like, oh, interesting. A polyamorous BDSM relationship. <laughs> Indeed, even better. And by the way, this hero's weapon is a, a lasso, and she ties people up. What a coincidence. <laughs> And if you want to depower her, you could tie her up too. That's how she loses her powers. I mean, same. Ebari of truth. I feel more powerful when I'm tied up. <clears throat> no, not that one. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just like, I was like, ha ha. But I didn't, I was not. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so hard to edit. It's okay. Fine. Indigo Solo, what is your history with Wonder Woman? So I was scarred horrifically by my failed audition um, and and subsequent terrible experience with the director um, that I have avoided Wonder Woman for the past 30, or, 30 odd years. Um, you know, absolutely determined not to go near it. 30 years. Yes, that makes sense, Alex. Uh, that makes sense, Indigo. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've avoided it. So I'm actually in a wonderful position of being able to come on um, with less knowledge than Little Sprout. And so net anyway. zero. Huh? <laughs> Absolute zero. Um, but, you know, I, I did make the effort. I watched the, the I watched the film, the movie, as you might say, for American. The film starts out on the island of Themyscira. We see 10 year old Diana training for a fabulous bitch Olympics. I'm happy we brought back the young actress in the movie because she was so good in the first one. Young girls are competing along with the adult Amazons. It is said that this contest has humbled even the bravest of warriors. After showing amazing athletic prowess, she falls off her horse because she was looking behind her and not on the road. But young Diana takes a shortcut back to get in the lead. As she's about to cross the finish line, Aunt Antiope. Antiope? Antiope. 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 Uh, Princess Buttercup from The Princess Bride picks her up <laughs> and embarrasses her in front of her entire community. Oh my god, how scarring. Nothing it's like yeeting a small child to make you feel better about your life, apparently. Yep. <laughs> I feel like the only rule she broke was replacing herself with an adult stunt double. Did you notice that? Yeah, the, the, the horse, yeah. 
Yeah, a wide shot, but, like straight up adult on screen right now. <laughs> if she was also that much of a god that Branch hitting her in the face would have done nothing. Yes, I thought that as well. I think that was a very sort of lame thing for her to get pushed off. I guess it was because she was a child and um, hadn't quite come into her powers yet. And um, yeah, she just, she didn't have the same abilities as them. Like, I know this film kind of ignored a lot of DCEU canon, but um, she was probably young and she was still training and she was still learning how to be an Amazon. So probably she just wasn't on the same level as everybody else. But I agree. They could have found another way to remove her from the competition. And that was Something nice. Something substantial would have been better because she was doing all of those wonderful things before. Pole hopping and, um, you know, leaping through the air. And then she's on this horse and she's going along and she's got such a wide sort of lead. And then suddenly, oh, branch. And it's like, oh... No, why couldn't she have failed at something, you know, substantial? <laughs> something that felt fair. Done, say, hey, you boss, Diana, because you were looking behind you and not looking ahead. Which would and be that's so what I think was the purpose. I think right. that's why she lost. I think it was that she was busy looking at everybody else and not focusing on her mission. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is foreshadowing. Exactly. It may be a bit clumsy, but you can't say it isn't there, girl. No, I can't. But you know what? I kind of like, okay, I love that we got to see Princess Buttercup. I love that we got to see Princess Buttercup. However, the prologue doesn't really, like, it kind of sets up the whole truth thing. And it's cool, but necessary in a two and a half long hour movie. Not, I don't know. There was a lot that could have been cut out. It could have been a dream sequence later on. Or could have just been like you could have just done something else to have diana just be told by her mom like don't don't cheat <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't know like Especially maybe- because the next scene was also an action scene right so um i didn't know if we needed them back to back i loved them i thought they were the best part of the whole thing <laughs> Okay, no, the, the mall part was great. I will, I will. Yes. Okay, actually, let's jump ahead. I'll go do number two. We jump ahead, ahead to Washington, D.C. in 1984. We see 80s stuff. Leg warmers, bring them back. Budweiser, <laughs> boo. Sunglasses, neon colors. Some woman doing yoga in the middle of the mall, question mark. Here we see Maxwell Lord, the kind of antagonist who's all like, hey, you, me, business, oil, good, yes. So yes. I love the mall. Like it, this mall, just to be fair, I know this mall. Here's why I know this mall. This mall is literally in every Netflix TV and movie ever. Every time there's a yes, mall yes, scene, yes. it's the same mall. It's the same one. It's, it's a Stranger same, Things mall. Yes, it's a Stranger Things mall. But it's also um, the End of the World mall. It's also um, any Netflix horror movie mall. It's literally the same <laughs> mall. <laughs> It's every I and every time I see it, I'm like, it's this one. I know because the escalators are all the same design. <laughs> They're always the same. They're always exactly the same. So I was like, oh hi, it's like coming home. <laughs> like I know this mall already. <laughs> so yes, uh, so we got to the the antagonist, but we only get like a, a brief look at him, and then we're off to some assholes are stealing a magic rock from a jewelry store. We don't know that's what they're stealing. To be fair, all we know at the time is just there's these guys are like, hey, don't even think about it. Meh, meh, meh. Cartoony villain. 
they drop their guns everyone freaks out and they're like god oh my god which is yeah absolutely unrealistic in america because there's a gun on the ground i would i would argue that because this is in the washington dc area during the 80s that's when the um Oh, I guess it would be a bit early for the DC sniper. Yeah, no, that would be very early. No, DC sniper early. was late eighties, nineties. Yeah. Was late nineties. Yeah. It was it was late nineties, but still, like, yeah, there were some. I think there were some, like, active serial killers at the time. Mm. Yeah, but and if it was Kentucky and someone dropped their guns on, be like, oh, here you are, and they would just yeah. get back. <laughs> My impression of America, darling. Yeah, so like I, I don't know, like just dropping a gun wouldn't necessarily make someone scream bloody yeah. murder. It would well, just I make assume you go, the safety would be oh. on or something. I, I yeah. don't know how these things work very well, but it might also just be like make it appeal to the farm market because everyone, if everyone was just like, oh look, a gun, they'd be like, we're worried about you, America. Are you okay? <laughs> like, no, we're not okay. Please help us. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about the small child. Yeah, the small child was being held hostage. That's like one of the robbers grabs a small oh child and is like, I can't, I'm not going back to like prison, I guess, which is hilarious because like in the 80s, prison terms for white people was were short just like nowadays. So I don't know. So then he the like more holds things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <Shit. laughs> the, the truth. But yeah, so then the whole small child over the ledge and is like, I'm going to drop the child, I guess. And even the other robbers yes. are like, As if that's going to help things at all. As if yes. that's going to mean he's not going back to prison. Right. That I'll just, just makes dangle it a small You're just child going to over here. Super prison now. Yeah, super, super prison. Yeah. They will definitely add hostage taking to the charges. So. <laughs> I just, the, the, the small child reminded me of uh, Lavender from Matilda. It just, oh, yes. The helplessness mm. and the wink. yes the child was cute so yeah then wonder woman comes in to save the day and lassos all the fuck around the mall beats the shit out of people it's very good i like that i didn't i did not like this because i did not like the cg physics of the flight used it was well i thought that looked a bit old as well I thought it was it was too off. It was the same problem I had with cats, where people are just floating everywhere. It's Always just, bringing it back to cats. I mean, it's just there's something wrong with the physics. Like, it's okay if you're you're using a wire to get through things, but they just didn't add enough weight. I think when they edited it. So like when she she lands, it's very much I have copy and pasted you, and you have landed. <laughs> I just it's she she lands like i expect her to land like this like mm. a little knee bend but she just goes boop, 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 mm. boop, 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 it's very video game <laughs> <laughs> yeah very video game mechanics but i'm still like i don't know i was still kind of like i was into it like i like the I like, basically i just like to see women beat up men in a <laughs> store so that's that, i i had no right, problem darling, with the times when she was i as it was fine when she was not flying yeah yeah <laughs> No, but we've all struggled with difficult production values, haven't we? A closet ball. From an interview with uh, Patty Jenkins, apparently the studio wanted to cut out the mascara and the mall fight scenes. Like these two scenes could have not been in the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, because I, mean... I, I could have done without the Olympics or the Amazon Olympics. I could yeah. have done without that. And I the could have kept the, the mall scene. I understand why they have them both, but if I had to pick one, I would probably get rid of that one. 
same mm. i think for me like the 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 amazon air like the prologue i was kind of like okay spoon feeding me the moral of your story i'm not really a fan of you know, no matter what movie it is it doesn't matter it's like any movie that's like this is our moral it's like okay so then uh yeah so now we have wonder woman come to save the day and she saves everybody that's her thing she's trying to save everybody as much as she possibly can and then when she goes back to her fabulous home full of photos of 40 years old dead boyfriend they only knew each other for like two weeks question mark as question mark exclamation mark (laughs) (laughs) at night diana sits alone at a restaurant telling the waiter in the middle of her meal it's just me all sat alone not waiting for someone diana seems uninterested in making friends meeting people or socializing ma um, well, I thought, well, you, uh, two weeks for me is quite a long time. You know, some of my relationships have been that long. What is she, a gay man? Oh, here's my boyfriend because we were together two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shameful but true. I think my shortest relationship was about 15 minutes. So <laughs> I think it's perfectly all right to be hung up <laughs> for, for 40 years over a dead boyfriend. For me. Perhaps not for your female protagonist within this context, where you're supposed to be making a sort of vaguely feminist movie. But um, in that is defense. I mean, remember, she didn't really know anybody. She she had left Themyscira, and once you leave Themyscira, you can't come back. So mm. this was the only place done. This was like her first friend who wasn't from the island. Mm. Um, the first man she ever met, the first mm. guy she ever mm. had any like type of feelings for. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I think that that plays a role in why perhaps she feels the way she feels. And at the same time, this is the first guy who's all of these different things. And then he dies and she had to deal with that grief. And remember, Amazons live a really, really long time. So I could understand her saying, you know what? I don't ever want to feel this way again. And she's like, I'm just not gonna get involved in anything i I don't want to get close to people i don't want to have any like romantic relationships or anything because the pain of dealing with that and i have to deal with it by myself because everybody is gonna die and i'm gonna be here um i think i'd rather not i could understand that i think i'd rather not yeah it's hard to have a boyfriend when you know you're gonna outlive every boyfriend you ever have I think that like the grieving narrative part was a good idea. I like the idea of like Diana having to deal with the fact that she's got humanity in her and she has to deal with human emotions and she's got to face them. I know. She only has one human in her. Click, clack, clack. Who walks in heels is Dr. Barbara Minerva, the gemologist and zoologist. And what was the other thing? She was geologist. I think she was a lot of stuff. Anyway, she drops her stack of papers and the men of the museum ignore her, which, okay. I have things to say about that in a second. Diana comes to help her pick them up. Barb's like, I don't know why I'm wearing heels. Scientists don't wear heels. And Diana says, sometimes we do. And then what is the movie trying to say about heels? What the fuck? I also have things I want. I'd be like, what the fuck is up with this movie and heels? So anyway, Barbara is like, oh, hi. Yeah. If you ever get coffee, like hang out. And Diana's like, oh, that's nice. But nah. (laughs) And And like, okay. So they hired a comedian to play her, but there weren't really any jokes. Okay, here's my issue with with like Barbara and her mm. characterization. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. It's been done before. And I don't like it when it was in, what is it? She's all about that. 
I didn't mm-hmm. like it when it was in 16 Candles. I didn't like it when it was in, like, it was these- in Batman. I think it was Batman Retains, and it was also in the other Batman movie with Poison Ivy. Yes. They did it with Catwoman and with Poison Ivy. Right? It's always like, oh, look at this bumbly nobody likes. Also, by the way, I don't care who you are. Have you seen, or, like, you see how she, like, quote unquote transforms later and it's like all she does is take off her glasses and I'm like okay look I if you take off your glasses you become a supermodel everyone let's take off our glasses (laughs) (laughs) I'm already a supermodel I don't wear glasses oh god no that's not the moral that's not the moral (laughs) (laughs) really pleased oh my god yes I love it oh I wish this was video oh no (laughs) so (laughs) Oh, uh, rip people with not 2020 eyesight, I guess. They're just, they're just doomed to die alone. <laughs> if you can't wear heels and you don't have 2020 vision, I'm yes. sorry, my dear, you are up for elimination. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that. That's that, like, it's been done so mm. much. It's been done before. So, like, when Barbara came on the scene, I already knew from, like, the advertisements, but I was kind of hoping. I'm like, well, maybe patty jenkins will take this in a new direction maybe we'll see something fresh and new about it but it wasn't it was just the same it was exactly like all the same tropes Mm -hmm. but like okay also again all you have to do is take off her glasses and she cute she's not unattractive like what (laughs) and then okay so then they look at the rocks and talk and touch about the wishing rock. They look and they're like, oh, we have a shared interest in its history. And then it's like, oh, yes, you do. You have a shared history. Please go to lunch and talk. Talk mm-hmm. for a long time. Maybe exchange like a touch with the hand. Maybe look into each other's eyes and, and gaze oh. and think <laughs> about things. Okay, so yes, I want an alternate version where it's just a lesbian romp and all the men are gone. Because I'm real sad that all the hetero nonsense got in the way of a really good lesbian romp. (laughs) (laughs) A drunkard tries to assault Barbara, but luckily Diana jumps in to save her. I just used his momentum against him. And that's an actual real Greek wrestling technique. Because uh, Diana's a Greek-themed superhero. Yes, and I love Greek mythology. That's why I like Wonder Woman so much, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very cute. She like held her in her arms and everything. And I was like, I know. <sighs> yes, I wasn't sure what was going on in that scene because I thought that she was just about to get her ass kicked. And then suddenly, oh, it's um, the way it was shot. It was quite surprising to see, oh, right, no, no, Diana's here. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so I did quite like that. Um, it was very Twilight. It was it very was, but, it, but it very was gay. Twilight. But it was gay. <laughs> yes. So we had we had that moment of in the arms, and you're like, oh, is it? And then the yes, rest of the movie it. disappoints your expectations. Mm. So, this is fun. also where the guy's like, you got trouble in those heels? I can walk fine in heels. And the next day, she's like, I got my heel. Uh, Diana is wearing cheetah print heels. Oh, yeah. Barb's like, I like your cheetah print heels. They're so nice. 
see how it all links back to the cheating in the first scene, isn't it? Oh, no. We're not oh. getting all of that shoved down our throats again, are we? Oh, it's a pun. I didn't even think about it. Oh, it's a pun. Oh, oh God. No, I don't think it. about it, darling. It'll spoil your brain. Oh, I hate Don't it. be a Mind. cheetah. <laughs> Barb has such a lady boner that she grabs the stone and wishes she was like Diana, strong and sexy and cool and special. Maxwell shows up to look for the stone. He wants to give a donation to the stone department. <laughs> wait, wait, um, why did you say the stone department did you mean like the geology department out of all has this been written by someone noticed to use a crayon <laughs> uh and diana criticizes his fun drazing gala saying i tend to skip these events are true really god really okay our true spenefactors prefer to stay out of the spotlight. Diana, no, that's not how you do fundraising. Wait, Diana, yes, you don't have to go, but you'd probably make more money for your department if you did. Yeah, about that real quick, again, like Diana looked like she was being protective of Barbara and like getting between him and her. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. I was like, I was like, give me more protective Diana, please. And so, like, Diana was like, mo like she wasn't even being subtle about it. Like, Gal Gadot's body is getting between her and Maxwell Lord, just like moving in that direction. I'm just like, yes, protect your girlfriend. <laughs> yes, it would have been lovely to have seen more of that because it would have felt right? like that would have been building more of a meaningful relationship. Right. But then she just sort of uh, flakes off. No. Like, I don't think, I don't think they understand. I don't think they get that, like, for her in particular, for DC, the reason she's so well-liked is actually because most people are kind of like, she's lived on an island full of women all this time. Really? You're going to tell me that she's straight? You're really going to tell me that she's straight? Because in comics, she's not. She's very bi. <laughs> like, yeah. like, has been bi for longer than most other DC and Marvel characters have been bi. But with this movie, it's like, you can't just have this setup. <laughs> and then not give us the payoff <laughs> there's so much setup but then i'm like did they accidentally make it gay for the first act was this an accident it was queer baiting yeah or oh, queer baiting? i was going to bring Oops. that up oh was it queer baiting or was it sort of two women having a nice time together to become friends no yeah exactly no i am always accident? of that belief like because i think a lot of us as queer people we we want representation we want to see oh, it in big too. ways i think sometimes mm. we see things and we say oh my goodness but as somebody who has the best friend you know i i could understand just meeting somebody who you just have a nice time with and there is mm. no romantic tension to it it's just you and this person are really good friends but we didn't get that we didn't get it and it doesn't matter because despite not wanting to go diana put on a sexy white dress with more leg than a bucket of chicken <laughs> which you only get one yeah. leg so that's that's more chicken than usual uh, men try to talk to her, but she's not having it because she has a boyfriend and real heroes don't need friends. Mm. Uh, we meet a weird dude. Just a weird dude. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and nobody special, just a weird dude. Just a man. Excuse me, I don't know you. Please stop following me. 
but this feminist laying down of boundaries is immediately broken when the man says, I wish we had more time. The man is Steve. Dun, dun, dun. What? I thought he died. How could mm-hmm. this possibly be? Mm-hmm. Oh no, he has no memories. But he and Diana both know that they're taking over this man's body without his consent. Sorry, could I jump in here just for a second? Because I feel like we're about to get onto the the consent discussion and I have something to add before this. Um, When she meets him and there's, she's not even vaguely suspicious. I would be very suspicious if one of my ex-boyfriends came back to me (laughs) in another body. I'm pretty sure she watched Ghosts featuring Patrick Swayze. No. She's like, oh, oh. So before she touched his hand, she saw the black-haired man. Yeah. Mm. And when she touched Steve, she could see Steve's face. But when Steve looked in the mirror, he saw the black-haired man. Yeah. So everyone else sees handsome man, but only Diana sees Steve. Yes. So she says, oh, when they got back to his apartment, she said, all I could see is you. Pause, 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 pause. Are we not calling Chris Pine handsome? Are we saying that Chris Pine is not the handsome man, Tatiana? (laughs) Have you seen his baby blue eyes? In the credits of the movie, this man is named Handsome Man. Yeah, because he doesn't get a name. It, he, he's so insignificant that not only does his consent apparently not matter, his name. <laughs> I didn't know that they literally just called him the handsome man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's his title in the script. Oh my okay, God. but if this had taken place in modern times, it would have been great if he just came back as a robot. Just Pepper. Pepper the robot. Oh no. <laughs> oh, she can and see the in for that. Which would make the next sentence in this very, very awkward. They go back to his place and they do the horizontal tango. <laughs> they have coitus. They have coitus indeed. They procreate. <laughs> um, so Diana calls Steve my boyfriend. Girl, how long did you know him? Two weeks? Longer than Rose knew Jack on the Titanic. So, you know, she's doing better. Segway. Um, so here, yeah. here's something I forgot about. I forgot. I forgot about this, and we need to. There's a part missing before the party. The reason Diana goes to the party is because uh, she discovers that Max Lord wanted to get the stone. She discovers mm. a parchment paper in the the thing, the the stone thing, and so that's why she goes after. She goes to the thing she didn't want to go to is because she wanted to get information uh-huh. from him. Why do you want the yes, stone? Yes, because the the guys had. At the beginning of the mall fight, they had been trying to acquire this stuff. And um, mm-hmm. the stone had like four Maxwell Lord basically on it. And that's what Diana discovers. She's like, oh, he's warming up to us at the museum in order to get access to this stone that was supposed to come to him. Right. And new sexy Barbara goes to, the sh- goes to it wait, as wait, well. Wait. It makes it even worse, though. She was on the museum for a mission. She abandoned her mission for her boyfriend and just let the bad guy get his thing yeah i would have been suspicious but i don't know i've, oh. I've not been in love with someone it, so much that i would forget that like you're dead so i don't want just you. But, it just adds even more foreshadowing to the beginning of the movie she gets hit by wood and loses sight of the mission <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was the best joke i've ever heard <laughs> 
get hot in here? Is it just is it just little sprout? <laughs> well done, little sprout. Yes, well done indeed. All right. Uh, Max meets up with Barb. He seduces her, goes into her office, and gets the stone. Uh, he says he wants to borrow it, but we all know he doesn't want to borrow it. He just wants to take it. Who cares about the FBI? So they make out slash have sex. We don't. It's kind of ambiguous. Like maybe I am. Mm. But then, um, so Max makes the wish that he wants unlimited wishes, so he becomes the genie in the lamp. I wish to be you, the dreamstone itself. So he now has the power to grant wishes to anybody who touches him but there's one caveat there's only one wish it's one wish per person so it's not like everybody gets unlimited wishes that's not how it works one person one wish but he max decides to become the genie in the lamp and to make all the wishes for all the people yes jafar you better come through yeah right so he's all like i now can do wishes and so that's what he's gonna do that's like his thing in the movie so um then we wake up with Steve and Diana in bed and there's a cute outfit montage for Steve. Um, like the one Diana had 40 years ago. So it's like a flip mm-hmm. on that. That was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. Liked that. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of cute watching her just be like, no, no, absolutely not. No, 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 mm. no, no, no. <laughs> so oversized blouse with roll up sleeve. Cause eighties tight blue vest with high waist belt. Cause eighties dress slacks and heels. Cause eighties hair and a tight ponytail and all these things. So, now we have all these costumes, or not costumes, all these different montages. And then Steve gets to go out to the wide yonder world and go, whoa, at escalators and whoa, at art and whoa, at space and whoa, and things. And it's, it is kind of cute. It's like taking a kid through a candy store. It's like, wow. Bring it up. Diana and Steve try to break into Max's office, which is when they first discover Diana's losing her powers. They find out he's going to Cairo, so they decide to steal a plane. Our heroes. Steve can fly the plane even though it's 40 years more advanced. But wait, what about radar? It's okay. My father, excuse me, who? Used invisibility to hide the mascara. Wait, what? Actually, no, that was established in the first film. Uh-huh. He did do that. That was established. Um, that's how Temescara wasn't discovered before. So he actually it, it did was do that. Zeus, right? Am I wrong? Wasn't it? Yeah, Zeus? it was Zeus. Awesome. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we get I the iconic it. invisible jet, and Steve thanks her by flying directly into fireworks <laughs> during their <laughs> explosive death. Oh. But you know, one thing you can say, this gives us a moment to, to understand more about Steve and he and Diana talk a lot about flying and, you know, what it's like for him. And, you know, Diana says that this is the one gift she never had, the power of flight. Yeah. Was she supposed to have that? The other Amazons can fly. But oh. she's the daughter of Zeus. Yeah, she's so the daughter of Zeus. She... I thought she was flying earlier through the mall with, you know the physics made it seem like i was like oh she can fly so maybe that's why she's hovering but then she's like oh fly but uh, she can she can jump she can really high style of yeah life. falling with style <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also like uh that was i did like the there was that kind of funny moment there's like very few actually like parts that made me laugh out loud but the part where she goes i've been trying to do the the visibility power for 50 years i did it to a coffee cup but it disappeared and i lost it i was like oh my god that's I me like with that powers well. that's me with mm. powers i would lose the coffee cup <laughs> <laughs> 
very relatable. <laughs> it really is. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> and it was a nice homage to to the Invisible Jack, you know, like yeah, it, it's one of those things from Wonder Woman stories of the past in from the 1970s show in the comics and stuff, you know. Yes. Um, the Invisible Jack was always kind of there, and it it was just around, but it just wasn't any films before. It wasn't any first film or Justice League or anything, and they didn't give Wonder Woman the ability to fly, which traditionally she hasn't always had. Um, in more modern adaptations, she has the ability to fly, but for the most part, she used to use the jet a lot. And um, but yeah, now she could fly, and um, but this one they had to use the invisible jet at least up to this point. That's yeah, yeah. The single, uh, the not single, the the invisible jet when it was like first introduced in the comics it's like oh it's kind of cool but like you could see her in it yeah <laughs> so, like i do like that they updated it so no it's invisible woman going like this yeah just like holding on to the, the the steering wheel so i'm glad that they updated it to no it's like all invisible <laughs> like you don't just see a random woman flying but like i do <laughs> like it and i also liked i did like the whole like it's a god-given gift thing like that was a good way to get around the like the the thing about it I did yeah. like that. That was smart. Um, so I do give credit for that. I wish it would have been like, I don't know, maybe instead of like, okay, I think Steve is like one of the weaker parts of the film, not because Steve himself is a weak character, but just the plot of it, of like her grieving. It could have been done, I feel like, differently of her like moving on in directions. Maybe she learns how to fly. Maybe mm-hmm. she figures out her invisibility and the the, the plane thing. Maybe she like... I wanted it to be more her, not yeah. Steve, right? But there. I think it was part of her being able to move on, like her being able to take pieces of him and the things that she learned from him and saying, okay, I'm going to take these things with me. Because people never, people are never really gone. If they touch you in your life, they're never really gone. They'll always be with you in some way in the lessons that they teach you and in, in the, the, things that they make you feel so like flight was his thing right that she couldn't do and she will always remember him when she does fly because it's something that they share real quick we also uh before we get to egypt um we get to uh to max being like i am divorced and my son has come to visit me and then he goes away and then he comes again he's like god damn it how many visitations do i have and oh yeah oh and, yeah alistair oh. alistair and i'm just like why did you name your child alistair yeah you're looking for your child to get bullied like right I swear. yeah you are rather but can we also just say that is the cutest child i yes. have ever he's seen he's pretty so adorable. Cute in he's a- any context yes and he didn't annoy me like i feel like kids in movies tend to like be my least favorite part but he didn't actually annoy me, perhaps because he wasn't in it long enough. But he mm-hmm. didn't annoy me. He was so cute. I really liked him. He was like, yes. I could feel his, I could feel his emotions through the screen. Like, there's this part. I don't think we're there yet. I'm not sure where it is. I ordered like, 20 Asian children off the internet oh God. as soon as I saw him. It was just, you know, this is where it's an orphanage. Indigo, no. Indigo. Okay, me and Laura, children. Taylor, cut that out of the... <laughs> Moving on. 
It's fine. <laughs> Prison. Oh, All right. so, no, it, it, it just inspires feelings of care, doesn't it? It's just like oh. this, this incredibly cute thing in front of me, and I need to care for it. Yeah. Um, I and... just got a plant. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm gonna Tamagotchi, that's all I need. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Look, I love plants, I love Tamagotchis, but they, they you know, they're, oh, they're The child is cute. The child the is child cute. cute. Yeah. And uh <laughs> the child is like, I like the dad was like, You're one wish, you get one wish, and then he's like, I wish for your greatness, and that <laughs> nearly made me cry. I was like, Oh that was adorable. Yes. Yeah. Because he says, my greatness, he, it, the dad says, my greatness is your greatness. And he says, well, then I wish for your greatness. Yeah. And it was like, oh, which if is ever... the thing a kid would say if they really worship their parent. They would right? say something like that. That's the thing. Kids are like, it's kids it's can be little shits. Don't get me wrong. But they can Absolutely. also be, they can also be like so kind and thoughtful like that. And they just don't, it doesn't, there's no concept to them of like, you know, uh, this is going to. Like, you, you shouldn't like do things like that for other people it doesn't occur to them there's like a problem with it they're just like do the thing sure why not just give you a million dollars why not like they don't it doesn't occur to them that like you have to hold back on something like they just love without conditions and so like yeah. it's just like your your greatness is okay i wish for your greatness and i was like baby and see if everybody had wished like that that we wouldn't have all the problems that happened later in the movie. Yeah, a lot of problems. We'll get to that. So yes. 15? it's 8.30. We're halfway 13. through. Yeah, 13, 13. So yeah, do you okay. want to go? I'll do it. Okay. Um. Well, lest we forget with all this Max Lord thing, he is trying to be an oil tycoon. So he has to get his hands on oil. So he goes to Egypt and he meets with King... Toban man, Middle Eastern oil reserves. I have the most oil in the Middle East guy. Um, <laughs> fellow. And he's trying to get his hands on this guy's oil. But the guy doesn't actually have the oil because he sold it already to, I think it was Saudis. So mm-hmm. there wasn't much for Max to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Max does ask him what does he wish and he says he wishes he could get his land back his yeah. ancestral lands mm-hmm. because colonialism yeah. <laughs> well yeah so um, he wishes to get his ancestral lands back and immediately walls raise and you know he's king of this land again that his ancestors no longer possessed, but of course that cuts his people off from the rest of the world. Okay, uh, one thing that Tatiana is saying, it's like the Trump allegory wall thing. I think uh, maybe, like maybe that's true. I think also it's just like the idea of like separating people based on like what Chris said in the Middle East. Like, I think that mm. that was more of what it was going for personally. But yeah, Pedro Pascal is a much better actor than The Mandalorian. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is uh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, Maxwell Lord. Wait, which one is that? Is that the main villain? The main villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, but no, what the fuck? He's having the time of his life on that. Yeah, no, Pedro Pascal, like also, okay. They like, I'm sorry. 
Pedro Pascal is not usually that white. <laughs> he's like pale AF when he's like on screen and it bothers me in ways I just can't quite put into words. Like I don't hmm. like it very much. Um, I he would also blend into a zoom background. He would also blend into a zoom background. <laughs> and if you see him on the Mandalorian or if you like see him just on Google like photos, he's not that white. But maybe that was on purpose because he changed his name from something that sounded more Latinx to something mm-hmm. that sounded more like white. Right. Um, but then so the- he probably did want to pass in his head thinking that to achieve success in America. Now, mm-hmm. I may be giving this, this movie a lot more credit than it deserves, but perhaps he changed his name and he changed his aesthetic in order to achieve the success that a white successful old tycoon would have and like the way they would look because remember his old thing is always being just being able to succeed no matter what right so i don't doubt that he would be the type of person who would like discard his culture because Mm -hmm. i did notice that he was supposed to be like spanish of some kind supposed to be latinx of some kind um but he had changed his name and his son is his son's name is Alistair. And you know, like I feel like that may have been a purposeful decision that he made for the purposes of like being successful in business. Right. But the problem with that is then like it's oh movie so white. Like I like I kind of get what that's for, and I do, I understand, but like it doesn't, it's not a good look, like mm-hmm. the way that that like in the pre also okay the reason like this kind of bothers me is because the previous movie it seemed as if there were a lot of like uh you know there were a lot of moves being made by patty to have like the amazonians were like Mm. there were a very big mix and even in the beginning of the movie of this movie there was like the one who won the the amazonian olympics was a black amazonian right but then like past that movie everybody else who's black is like a here and gone later side character mm-hmm. and okay, so they had a small black child that that makes up you know that that's worth <laughs> right. hollywood follows the three-fourths rule still unfortunately yeah she sees all of those middle eastern children in the next scene that's Even true though she's israeli she and like let's i mean it's like very pro israel Gal Gadot saving Middle Eastern Muslim children. Uh, we could discuss the imagery of that in another video, but it was not lost on me yeah. as somebody who kind of has my own opinions on Israel and Palestine, who's saving these kids. I was like, okay, yeah. interesting. It's this a moment. Cool. But yeah, the, the <laughs> car chase, tank chase? Tank chase. Yeah. Tank chasing. Yeah, oh is realizing she's getting weaker and weaker. Yeah, it's oh, uh, it's it also, picking up for me again. Yeah, it's kind of I, picked up into another action scene. Yeah, which is good. It was kind of yes, it was kind of dragging. It was around an hour and fifteen minutes into it that we <laughs> yes. had this, this far in. This far in. Yeah. What's the most noticeable part of the score? The oh, dun, you can't dun, tell me. Dun, There's dun, nothing. Dun, there is nothing. This movie made my ears bleed. And I was I was horrified because it's Hans Zimmer who is capable, more than capable, of um, creating incredible scores. For example, Pirates of the Caribbean. Fucking hell, who's ever forgotten that? The second that they hear it, the score 
as far as I can see in this film, is very much lots of sort of fluty violins and floating about. <laughs> Let's fall in love. Um, <laughs> kiss, kiss, bye. Kiss, kiss, <laughs> and then um, fuck, fuck, I suppose. Um, tends to be what happens. She mm-hmm. suddenly changed into her costume and yeah, like, that's transformation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And as yes. Tatiana knows, where were the wristbands and the tiara? I mean, I don't know where she had them hidden, but mm. you know, in the 70s, so she used to spin around and she was suddenly in her uniform. I could take this. I mean, you gotta you gotta assume that like there's there's a, there's a hidden purse somewhere i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but one thing we have to note like wonder woman yeah. is definitely comfort over style because she's not wearing heels she's wearing wedges yeah yeah she's she's wearing proper the the, the shoes that she usually does yeah so it's good and then like uh also i gotta love i gotta love this at least a little bit because i do love how steve is very much part of the fight like he's not, he's, he's definitely making sure that she stays as safe as he possibly can. He, when he was kicking that machine gun, I was like, fuck yes, you do. Like, yeah. Kick that machine gun, bro. It will do nothing, but you can keep doing it anyway. Like, <laughs> he definitely made himself a lot more useful than um some other superhero partners who like need a lot of saving. He was like, I'm gonna be involved. So we need to find Maxwell. We need to stop him. You know, I'm going to make myself useful. And while you save the Egyptian children who are playing soccer in the middle of the street and aren't like seeing the, the cavalcade of vehicles like careening towards them, right. I will try to help you. You would think that she'll, you would think that they would get out of the road, but no, they don't. But like, also it does help to a certain extent. I'm still, I'm still not liking the Steve thing, but when he gets concerned about the fact that she got a bullet wound, like he was concerned about that that's when you're like oh yeah well he's been there since movie one if he's concerned i should be concerned like that does kind of translate well yeah yeah like he's like i something's wrong with you like we gotta we gotta figure this out oh and we also discover uh that max has told diana he's like i am the stone you're looking at him yeah and so like uh then diana calls up barb and is all like hey barb Find out where the stone came from. I need to hey, know Bob, where. You're in this movie too. Yeah, like it's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a thing. You are also my sidekick. Yes, you're also the sidekick. So there's the, so they were all together. And Barb is also just like uh, having her own things going on in between all these other things where it's like, she goes to the gym and she can lift, bruh. <laughs> that's gym was yeah, my she... favorite part because sometimes i feel that way like after i've taken a good break from working out and i'm just like oh, yes the one kilo it's too light the three kilo it's too light oh let me just uh press this bar oh i i liked it that's that you uh, that's my favorite thing to do with bars is clean and press she cleans Uh, clean and presses the bar which (laughs) is actually very very difficult compared to just picking it up yeah the the gym thing like okay she's discovering she has powers and then the one that was kind of hard to watch was like when she later on it's after the scene that we're going to talk about but like she gets told go find where the the stone is Mm -hmm. and uh 
all this stuff. And so they try to figure out where the stone came from. So Barb's like, okay, I might've found a thing. I found a lead. Some dude who has a store, <laughs> one of those stores in DC uh, is like, let's go to him and find out what's with the stone. And so Barbara's outfit is now hot Corella DeVille jacket with leopard print mini dress and hooker heels. I really like that coat. Like, yeah, it is kind of a cool coat. Yeah. They all noticed. They were all like, okay, Barbara, okay, girl. We see you, boo. At least nobody asked her, like, whenever I dress up and like I go to work looking nice, I always get asked, oh, do you have a date tonight? And it's like, no, bitch. I just wanted to look nice today so I could feel good. (laughs) Right. So, and did uh, you feel like you'd sacrifice something for that? To- what for looking nice? Yeah, the most valuable thing, for example, as this film seems to imply, the most valuable thing to you. Have you? Uh, did you sacrifice that for looking nice? Yes, that's how <laughs> he became an asexual. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, in this scene is where they they discover that the the stone is a monkey's paw. It gives you something. Mm-hmm. but it takes something away. And of course, Diana wished to get Steve back and the price she's paying is that she's losing her powers. For Barbara, she wanted to be more like Diana, but of course she didn't know that she was going to have to give something up in the process. Mm-hmm. And well, what do you think she gave up? Because I don't know if everybody has the same idea or not, but what do you think she actually gave up? Okay, I have a feminist theory, theory thing to say. Okay. If you look at um, women and female coded jobs, things like motherhood, nurses, teachers, it's all about giving of yourself and don't think about what you want. It's all about emotional labor. Right. Selflessness. Selflessness, which is a thing that's popular with so many heroes. But, you know, Batman has girlfriends. Superman has girlfriends. Mm-hmm. When Wonder Woman does one thing for her own emotional well-being, when she does a thing for herself, she's punished for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, the male heroes, they get to enjoy relationships and sexuality. But a female hero, she has to, like, always give of herself and not ask for things in return. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always that thing with Superman. He's like, I can't have a normal life. That's my sacrifice. And it's like, fuck you. You have laser vision. Shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I'm sorry, sir. You have super strength. <laughs> like, I don't know. But then, yeah, Diana, it's like, this is, you're the one, jo-. she was like, you're the one joy I've ever had. And I would like to keep you. And you're like, oh, like there's, there's definite, definite different levels of sacrifice there and yeah Yeah. it's definitely not fair that she has to give them up but also steve's right like he's like no something's wrong this is very wrong there's no way that this is going to work out okay and actually yeah i was looking at i looked up uh dolos the greek god who's the uh, spirit of trickery and guile Mm. so like yeah he is bad news like he's generally considered like an omen of destruction so like he is indeed like not not a great idea um not a good guy to like hang out with depending on his like uh, he's tried to like trick people into thinking they were seeing different things okay sure but then also like fucking with prometheus and stuff like that like you gotta know like he's not a good idea not a good not a good time mm-hmm. 
And so, and that's why Diana was so shook. Like when she realized who it was, she was like, <gasps> "Yeah, she was real shocked." And she's like, "We got to get rid of this thing." And then she's like, "But we got to not get rid of Steve." And then, yeah, we have to find a way. And I think that if anything, while I understand Tatiana's point. Um, that she had to make a much bigger sacrifice. I think it also makes her more heroic at the same time because yeah. she she had to give up the one thing that she really wanted for herself because she seemed pretty content in her life. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say she was unhappy. Yes, she maybe didn't have a lot of friends. Yes, she wasn't necessarily dating a lot. But she seemed to be good at her job. She seemed happy helping people and saving their lives because she could. And um, she seemed to have generally curated a life that made her comfortable. Um, but this was the one thing that she genuinely wanted. And she was, the, the movie and her arc was therefore trying to keep that one thing. But I think she realized, okay, well, I can't, I can't have everything. And that was the theme of the film. Or one of the themes of the film is that you can't have everything, especially if it comes at the expense of other people or other things right so she kind of had to experience that and give up something that she wanted and um yeah so hopefully i hope in in future films if they bring her back she does get something you know in in justice league she and batman had a thing and in these in these um dceu films she and batman do seem to kind of have a little bit of chemistry so it would be nice if they forego giving Batman another girlfriend and they give him a relationship with Wonder Woman and that would be an interesting dynamic text. Ready. I like this one. Um, already. Max is holding hands with <laughs> men, asking what they wish for and making orgasm faces. His hair looks like he just got fucked in a gay sauna. One guy wished his sex tape would be gone. Brackets. In 1984, VHS or beta? If he wants good quality, he's going to go with beta. Quite, exactly. (laughs) That's what I went for always. As speech marks, open speech marks, I need (laughs) to touch a lot of people at the same time. Close speech marks, exclamation point. Well, at least he's not grabbing them by the pussy, so progress we didn't talk about the child alistair lord part-time son of maxwell the name alistair comes from the scottish word for king so the son is named king lord he wishes for his father's greatness now look in a um in one of the previous things that someone read i think it was misspelled as load and so i'm convinced <laughs> that he's called maxwell load which is that's a good point name ever. max load yeah max load exactly there has i'm to leaping be. on max load i have to say <laughs> oh, God. let's put a patent on it Exactly. You and me, darling. I'll send you an email later. We'll we'll talk. <laughs> God. All right. Uh yeah. So he's trying to touch as many people as possible so they'll all make a wish as soon as possible, kind of deal. Yes, and it takes a toll on him because he's the stone now. Um, and and of course that mm. amount of power wasn't meant for a, a, a human to have. So it's taken a toll on his health, and he wants to touch as many people as possible because he wants to one get 
the success that he really desires and two he actually needs help right you know what i would have liked to have seen too i would have liked for it to like uh the i would have liked for the movie to have like make it really clear that like he's kind of not himself anymore like he's kind of a vessel for a dark god now like he's not like that's not really clear in the it wasn't really clear like visually i think like they were like oh it's killing him but like if you think about it this is a dark god this is a god that lives off of lies and destruction and chaos and he has asked to become the vessel for this god's power that was a bad idea <laughs> mm. such a poor decision yeah. like i know that's like basically being like oh yeah i will definitely just be like i don't know I, I i will definitely just be the knife that goes into someone's chest for a murderer sure why not what would go wrong like this well, is i'm uh, sorry i think that's quite a powerful thing because i do think that um you know people are sometimes like that yeah right. especially get... in late stage capitalism you like right? you yes. people would do that they would like sell their souls literally for success and that's what max was doing he knew the thing is he Mm. knew exactly what the stone was before anybody else in the movie did he knew exactly what it was and he was that's why he bought it so that's why he seduced her that's why he seduced barbara that's why he did all of those things he knew exactly what the stone was and what his plan was so he was willing to to bargain and do whatever it is he had to do um, just to be able to succeed under capitalism. And I think he lost uh, a lot. He, he was not a good dad. And it seems like he had a good relationship with his son before all this, but he lost that relationship because of the pursuit of wealth and success and power. Right. I wish that, that I just like, I wish the, the, the they had like really, really shown that this was going to be something that would wreck him. And mm-hmm. they, they kind of did. But the thing is, is like they kept taking again, they had two villains and the two villains was a, a no, they should have like, they should have just merged them into one. They should have just like had Barbara be like that, where she was the capitalist um, vessel and she got the stone and it was like all her. Like, I wish it had just been all her instead of some oil baron with like, okay, I guess, but like given it to her, it would have been a lot stronger. But as it, it was, was because there were two villains, we didn't quite get that amount of impact as we could have gotten about how like this is ruining him and it's ruining everyone around him. And yes, late stage capitalism will be the downfall of America. Yes, mm. we that was there, but it was still not, it could have done with more development. It could have done with a lot mm. more scenes of like, you know, like maybe somebody makes a wish and then he watches someone just like deteriorate in front of him. I don't know. But like something that would have shown him that like, it's killing and destroying everything around him and he's the cause of it i don't know like a little bit more uh but again two villains so we don't have time president not reagan uh gives nuclear control to max max lord max finds the location of a nationwide broadcast system magic thing so he can touch everyone at once Steve and diana Diana go to the white house barb is there to fight future of the night we have a cat fight and there's barbara barbara's all like meow 
you've gotten everything you've ever wanted, Diana. Some of us had to work real hard to get things. I'm like, okay, first of all, you just being a nerd is not a problem. There are people out there with real problems. I hate to tell you this, but there are some people like the homeless man that you gave food to has problems, Barbara. <clears throat> the black homeless man you gave food to has problems, Barbara. <sighs> And also, she didn't work very hard to get her success, did she? Because it no. came to her in a magic stone. Yes, exactly. So, like, what the fuck is that line? Yeah. No, I was also just like, this does not feel deserved. Like, I got to yeah. keep this no matter what. And I'm like, boo hoo. People didn't pay attention to you. Mm. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, it was such a poor character motivation in that moment. Like, in that moment in particular of like standing in the White House. Mm. I'm seeing like, oh, this is so unfair that I wasn't paid attention to. Unconvincing, that's what uh-huh. I thought. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I could understand that. I think um, no. they needed to, to perhaps be a bit more, but I, I understood what she meant, which is that she felt like she was always overlooked. And um, despite the fact that she's highly educated and obviously good at her job, she still felt like even then, at her professional life, remember, the person who interviewed her didn't even remember her. Like, she always felt like she was overlooked and um, Diana was always the person everybody could see. So, as far as she was concerned, like, that was her, the the hill that she was going to die on, that people didn't notice her and appreciate her and value her despite her contributions. And, and there are lots of people in the world who feel that way, that their contributions don't matter as much. Right, but not everybody in the world's gonna be like, I'm going to kill people in order to keep this power. But I think that that's, that's the thing, um, because I, I brought this up earlier, but I guess we, we ended up talking about other things. Everybody had to give something up. And she, I don't think she knew that it was a monkey's paw at that point. And mm. her storyline is her giving up her humanity because despite all of those things, she was always a good person. She was always like helping people and she was kind and supportive. That was her thing. And she lost her humanity and that goodness. That was what she traded to get attention. And I think like as the movie went on, she kept, she was losing more and more of it. And by the time, you know, it all came out that it was a monkey's porn, all of that she had already essentially lost so much of herself that of course she would fight for it. It's not something that she wouldn't, like maybe old Barbara may, may have made a different decision, but this Barbara who has already lost so much of her humanity, of course she's going to fight to keep it. This could have been done better. Like, I feel like that was the common thing since like the beginning of act two, as I was just going like, this could have been better. This could have been better. This could have been better. Like it was like, so many close but not quite there okay and then oh yeah and barbara says oh barbara's like i want to be an apex predator i was like <laughs> oh <laughs> like, apex predator because i saw those heels yes i i i wish like when she said that i i hadn't looked up like oh yeah she's cheetah he's like i want to be an apex predator and i was like she's gonna be a t-rex <laughs> that would have made okay things so me. much better. Diana versus the T Rex. Yes. Some glasses. Yeah. So T Rex with glasses. That's what we all want to see. A librarian T Rex. I love it. 
future job opportunities await. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, they've not had much to do, darling, since the meteor. So mm. right. <laughs> you've got to settle for, for librarian work. <laughs> so, right. Now everything's in chaos. Chaos God, who'd have thought? So Steve tells Diana to take back her wish. Diana's like, no, Steve, I can't do this. I love you and I can't let you go. And he's like, you're dying. You have to let me go. And then like, there was this point, okay. Then there was this point where they're like on the street and there's chaos and nonsense and people being like, help me. And then Diana's like, I can't let you go. And Steve's like, you have to, you have to do this. You know what you have to do. And then she kisses him and then walks away. And he's like, I love you, Diana, but you can't see him. And then she's like, I rescind my wish. And then she goes off into the sky. Okay, here's my thing. What about the dude? She left him there. <laughs> she left in the, the middle of the chaos of the city. <laughs> she just like left this dude there. She rescinded her wish. And she was just like, peace, bruh. <laughs> like, I like you can't just show me all the stuff of like there are people dying on the street and then diana just leaves the dude there <laughs> it's just like it's like there's so many people who need help it's like man who has cows in the middle of dc it's like people who have a hundred ferraris because everyone wished for a ferrari no it was a porsche that's like that was that was one of the dumbest like joke payoffs where he's like did i already get your wish yeah i wished for a porsche last thursday and then the news broadcaster being like the guy being like uh i don't know sir it's chaos out there there's porsches driving everywhere <laughs> yeah if they wanted to be real 80s they should have said deloreans like <laughs> deloreans but the, the in the 80s nobody had a delorean right it was just Back to the Future made it popular for a little bit. Yes, Back to the Future made it popular, and that was not in eighties. The the better thing would have been if they had been like, "I wish for a Porsche," and then they got a Ford Pinto instead, and then the chaos was all these Pintos driving around exploding. That's what I thought. Um, Am I still, am I muted? Okay. Uh, um, no, Back to the Future didn't come until 1985. So the DeLorean wouldn't have been popular until uh, past that point anyway. Uh, so that was actually smart of them to not. Uh, but I mean, it, again, in, in Diana's defense, in leaving the guy, I mean, leaving the chaos, I think at that point they knew they had to stop Maxwell. So stopping Maxwell would have probably been a more productive thing to do as uh, for the greater good stopping maxwell would right. prevent everybody from all their wishes and all of that you know at least at that time you're um, not wrong for- but however when she was fighting with the guys in the in the in the white house she was like pulling up chairs for them to like gently fall into and then she like so compare that with the next scene where she just like leaves the dude on the street. <laughs> it was just kind of like a bit of a contrast <laughs> i was like okay but yeah no when she leaves him i get the reasoning it's like we have to stop maxwell and then she gets her flight thing uh she gets her power of flight yes which ties into steve as well like she's letting go and flying and it's like that's nice okay cool how is this her living with truth like the uh aunt aunt uh, buttercup said a true (laughs) hero needs to be true but it's like not about cheating but then she had her dead boyfriend come to life and that's cheating? 
I think it's cheating at happiness. Like you can't take shortcuts to happiness. Yes. Yeah. Else- like I was saying before, at the expense of other things. Right. So, because Diana being Wonder Woman and having her powers is ultimately more important than her desire to be received, or at least it should be, because she can help more people as Wonder Woman. Mm. So um, she needed to prioritize um, doing the right thing because there's a right thing to do, even if it's not always the easy thing to do. Over her grief. Right. Yeah. Which is something uh, Mix brought up earlier. The whole grief thing is actually quite an important thing in this story because she... Yes, she needs to move on. ...her powers over over the grief. Mm. So what you're saying is this whole movie follows the motto of Frozen 2 and Alcoholics Anonymous AA, uh, do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. Yes, that's exactly what it follows. It follows... Exactly that. The right thing is not always the easy thing, mm. but it's mm-hmm. the right thing nonetheless. And that's basically what it's been trying to push in your head all the time. So even if things don't work out um, for you now, as Antiope said at the beginning, nothing is wrong with losing. Um, maybe you're not ready to win yet. Right. Mm. So Which... it was a matter of time. Right. But I like that it's also saying it's all right to fuck up. Because yeah. Indulge in this fantasy of having the man back in her life, which we've all done before. Let's not lie to each other. Mm. Um, and yes, we've all done that. Hoping that it would work <laughs> and, it, and it hasn't. So I like that support, especially for multiple fuck ups like me. <laughs> So you know, Wonder Woman, we've said before, she's a goddess, she's perfect. This one scene with uh, Steve, it's like, this is the one thing I want. So that's her one time of being a vulnerable person. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I appreciate that. Speaking of, uh, so now we get to the broadcasting bit where we got the broadcast. And there's a good point made in this in this uh, Tatiana thing that I didn't even think about, where it's like, uh, Max Lord is putting out himself to the whole world and Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent were kids at this time. Were they watching TV? <laughs> so what did they wish for? What? So yeah, there's a good point. The other did like- the planet Krypton come back to life for a few minutes? Yeah, like what? What's happening? And also- no, We know what they wished for. They both wished for Martha. Oh, oh true. Oh, true. Oh. They absolutely <laughs> both wished for Martha. Alex, do you understand that joke? No, I don't know who Martha is. I, <laughs> I'm assuming you mean Martha Jones from season three of Doctor Who. Definitely not. <laughs> that's how far behind I am in popular culture. <laughs> when was that? 2007. Excellent. <laughs> so if you were watching TV at this time, what would you wish for? Well, I like this. This is an interesting sort of uh, road to go down, I think. Um, and I would have to say, um, immediately, fame, <laughs> I'd be the Asian woman. <laughs> because I'm Indigo Soho and I'm always seeking fame. And never getting it. I, do you know what? I've appeared in over 500 films and I've been cut from all of them. So, <laughs> 
you know, I've got a lot of experience, but I've never had that, you know, dose of fame. What about you, darling? Which darling? Yeah, which darling? I was about to ask. All of you. Okay. <laughs> Who's going next? I, I would probably wish for world peace. No, um, I would probably wish for. I think I'd wish for the end of capitalism. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. God. Do you imagine the absolute destruction of so many countries? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, there was, be careful there, what you wish for. There would be an immediate put monkey's paw reaction, like, okay, here goes all the stock markets crash, go. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Uh, that would uh, probably be why it, it wouldn't work but it would disappear completely leaving everybody going oh no oh that'd be funny i would wish that it was all socially acceptable for uh men and women and everyone to speak openly about mental health issues okay that's quite sensible actually but maybe probably if i was to do it i'd be wishing for a worldwide every country is same-sex marriage approved that's what i would wish Mm. i would force gay acceptance into every single country in the world (laughs) well that's a positive agenda i think we could agree yeah well like it's like done it's like a worldwide thing and you can't kill people for being gay anymore it's done Mm. end of discussion that's what i'd do but i know like that i'd have to probably die in order for that to do i don't know (laughs) i kind of like living I I want Pokemon to be real. Oh no, a Charizard in Tokyo. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, in the Pokemon world, are Pokemon replacing animals? Yeah. So that so like no like if you're gonna have seafood, that means you're gonna have to eat a magic cup. No, you can't. I don't mind that. So instead of Alice's dog, it's going to be a, a, a Growlithe and An Eevee. There are, there are actual... No, things. no, because he's beautiful. Look at his ears. You can't replace this with a Growlithe. There's a Pokemon that looks just like him. Well, all right, what is that? <laughs> what? There's even a pangolin Pokemon. Like, a, oh, yes, a sand sandwich or something. <laughs> Oh, no, he's off. no, he doesn't like this conversation about being replaced. I have to let him out. I'm sorry, you beautiful butterfly dog. Okay, Diana now coming in with sexy gold armor from, oh. Yes, from Asteria. Asteria. It's a name from her culture. Did you get that? It's a name from her culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Asteria uh, armor, gold-plated, meant to like be indestructible against the Greeks who were trying to destroy her allow the elder amazons to get to the island now the cheetah arrives barbara is now the cheetah and so she comes in fights with her and somehow manages to destroy the golden armor that's supposed to be indestructible but it's just suspended disbelief and then it was over Wait, did she destroy it that she destroyed the wings like the wings like she was like ripping them off okay, and i was like I, didn't, I know that she was attacking them i took I, but i i don't know if i was paying enough attention by this point because it had been going on a long time but i <laughs> thought 
um, Diana took the wings off in order to fight more effectively. I don't know. Well, there was... She did take them off after there were like parts of them ripped off by Barbara, if that makes yeah. sense. Like they were like half gone by the time she finally like lipped them off. So like it, it was like, okay, so this could live through an entire Greek army with spears, <laughs> but Barbara's claws are not some half cheetah um crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. And then, like, he was so jellical. One thing I liked, but <laughs> Chris, Bro. what are the best jokes? Bringing it back to cats again. So one thing about <laughs> this is that the lasso and everything—it looked very like aerial silks. It looked like Cirque du Soleil kind of fighting. Mm. Pretty. One thing I didn't like is. All the colors were the same. It was this brown background with this grayish brown Catwoman and this grayish yellow uh, gold armor. So mm. it, all the colors looked the same. Compare that to like the mascara or the mall. This was such mm. a that's un, just such a boring looking fight. Like you kind of want a lot for your finale fight. You expect it to be big, and it just wasn't. It wasn't big. It was very almost toned down it felt like i don't know like i have a feeling this is how i think hap what i think happened in my head i think what happened was they filmed the last one first i think that they filmed like they tend to do in movies they got the locations first and then they had to go by what they could rent Mm. and then so for that one i think it was the the either the first or last one that they did like it was one or the other and then by the time they got to the editing process it was like oh well we've done it so this is what the way it is but it just doesn't feel like it should be the last fight it feels like it should be the second or third one it doesn't feel Mm. like it should be the climactic fight so um i think that was the problem it's just because when you do things out of order like that and then you get to the editing room that's it that's all you get and there and they couldn't do reshoots because of covid there's no way that yeah. they could have done any reshoots. So that so was also COVID something. Fuck Mulan, COVID fuck Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, please wait, wait for another year and then come out, please. Oh, um, yeah. Like all of these films suffered from the fact that like DC has unfortunately, in particular too, like Warner Brothers, unfortunately, has relied on reshoots so hard that they've kind of like, forgotten how to make a movie <laughs> they forgot- <laughs> they've forgotten how like sometimes you don't get a second chance sometimes all the money in the world doesn't get you the second chance to make the thing again um so i think in this one she gave us this one because i guess it was something that they would have wanted and perhaps she didn't put her heart into it and therefore it wasn't as good as it could have been and she focused more of the emotional energy into the final confrontation between Diana and uh, Maxwell and Diana's appeal to the masses. Right. And here's the thing. (sighs) If you're going to do it where your emotional core is with the other antagonists that we don't interact with enough or know much about, that's not great. Yeah. In a pool of water, Diane begs Barbara to take back her wish. Bob says, fuck off. (laughs) WW says, sorry. Our hero, capital H, then murders the only other named female character in the movie. Bet your test win. 
Noodle. She didn't murder her because at the end there was a, a cutaway she scene. End, right? Yeah, she was back at the end, back in, in her regular Barbara form. She didn't she, murder her, but she did like... Well, she still got very heavy eyeliner in that end of thing. <laughs> yeah, she, she just, she just kind of like tossed her aside. She incapacitated her so that she could go in and deal with Maxwell. Practically like, please, Barbara, please just like rescind your wish or whatever. And Barbara was like, uh, you know what? Uh-uh. And that's ultimately the reason so why. She was so happy to be a furry. She was- <laughs> <laughs> Let her be a furry. I think that yeah. like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the I think that that's the thing. It should have been a, a fight that like had more of that. Like the begging was understandable, but like more, more talk and also fighting at the same time like more mm. spectacle but also more like them hashing out like because she's like you're still in there barbara and it's like okay i heard that dialogue a million times in a million different movies how about you try to bring her back with stuff you know about her like like you spent time with her you well, talked yeah, with her like and not much yeah but like it should be there should be some callbacks to like their first act interactions of some kind like you know with steve it was we don't have uh, we don't have much time i wish we had more time that's it and then like they had one one what was it lunch dinner yeah Yeah, lunchtime dinner kind of thing and it's just like well that was it They, they should have worked harder to build that up before yeah exactly like they worked it on just having barbara as the villain and Barbara mm. also with Max Lord, like all this those things true. together, then this could have been a really good climax. This could have been a really good mm. fight, even if it hadn't been a spectacle, maybe mm. it could have had more to it. But unfortunately, Aries just likes it when you call him Hot Papa. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so 10 o'clock, item 25. Yeah, 25. Shall I read? Sure. Yeah. Excellent. I love this part. This is what I'm getting paid for. (laughs) At this point, I'm really fucking tired. (laughs) Wanted to be over. WW confronts Lord. Load, depending on whether you're going with the earlier spelling. (laughs) She makes a speech to save humanity. And guess what? Male villain gets redeemed at the end. He can find forgiveness with his son. Sorry, gay girl, nerd girl. You gotta die so asshole dad, capitalized, can hug his son. Brackets, we find out Max used to be poor as a childhood. We also found out he also used to feed his wife, and that's why I got the worst. Brackets, Bob survives, but nobody cares. Pretty much sums up Mm -hmm. how I felt about her, yes. But that no mistake is so bad that you can't undo it and make better decisions in the future. And I guess that's, that's what it was for him. He gets a redemption arc of saying, you know what, I... I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I said I was doing all of this for my son and for my legacy and to give him something and to give him opportunities. And I got caught up in the power and I think I need to make a change. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people making changes. Now, a lot of people died in the interim. (laughs) I have a problem with that. So perhaps I think he maybe needed to get, if not murdered, he maybe needed to be like locked up like a little bit. 
Like I guess his fate is to pale into obscurity. Maybe. But like him fi- finding out that he was abused though. as a child, huh? Child would not want that. His son. I mean, can you imagine a scene where your father comes back to you after a period of absence and then starts basically dissolving? That's true. No one wants that in front of what well, how old is that child? Six, seven? I'm very glad they did not kill the child. I was really yeah. worried. I was like, there's yeah. the mob coming in. There's all this. And I was like, if Alistair dies, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, off immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if, he, if I have no other horse in this race, this is all I want is for Alistair to be okay. <laughs> 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 and then like, he's fine. I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah, I also feel like he didn't really get a lot of consequences for his actions. And uh, I also feel as if that like um, Barbara also gets off pretty light for attacking the White House. Just just putting yeah, that out there. Well, what's the last we see of her sort of She's on a, pitching up against the rocks? Wearing her, her kind of cat eye makeup. Like yes. looking at the cliff going all, oh, I'm looking at a cliff. I'm looking at a cliff. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, what the fuck happens to her? Uh, well, I'm actually, would pay me anymore to reshoot this scene. Oh fuck! I spilled that popcorn. No, no popcorn. But like, I have a wonder about this. So, technically, <clears throat> so Max Lord rescinded his wish, so he is no longer. I'm just gonna go with this logic. He's no you mean longer. Max Lord, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Apologies. So Thanks. he's no longer the stone sure fair but then everybody had to also rescind their wishes or were they all rescinded by automatically from him rescinding his they had to rescind their wishes they had to say it according to diana's like lasso message her she inspired humanity to make the good wish of i don't want that not all of them because barbara didn't she opened her mouth and said i and then she drifted off but she didn't rescind her wish Mm. Yeah, I think Patty Jenkins said she kept that open on purpose. So, like, in case they wanted to bring her back at another time, right? They could. Okay, because I was like pretty sure I was just like, I don't think Barbara rescinded her wish. She opened her mouth and made noises, but they weren't the complete noises of somebody who rescinded their wish. Yeah. <laughs> so. A lot of people must have, but then some people didn't. So here's the deal. If Bruce Wayne did want Martha back as in his mother, his mother would still be alive. And that's a plot hole I can't live with. Oh, <laughs> mother. Okay, now I understand. <laughs> yes, both uh, both Bruce and Clark Kent's moms are named Martha because reasons. Oh, God. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Anyway. It's very confusing. Yeah. So five months later, it's Christmas. Diana meets the man she sexually assaulted and mine hijacked. <laughs> she compliments his outfit the one she didn't like before he says happy holidays and liberal war on, liberal tatiana why does it say liberal war on christmas it's just so happy holidays diana's last line so, so many things and the credits roll and then uh, then there's a there's a mid credit scene not a whole uh, not an end credit scene a mid credit yes, scene i didn't see this because i was keen to switch it off can you describe the end credit scene the end credit scene is a lady in blue walking down the street and then suddenly a pole cracks crumbles and comes falling down oh no is it gonna hit this baby and her this lady and her baby and then boom the lady in blue catches it with one hand and puts it up 
And then the lady's like, I have to thank you. Turn around. <gasps> it's God damn Patty. <laughs> it's Linda Carter. Sorry, Linda Carter. It's Linda Carter. Linda Carter's here and she's all like, hey, it's from my culture. My name's Asteria. It's a name from my culture. Yes. Well, I'm oh. very glad around to watch that. What awful dialogue. <laughs> because they, so Alex, the, the golden armor that she had was Hysteria's, Asteria's armor. Yes. And Linda Carter's the original. Hysteria was, so it doesn't mean much to me. That's fine. But like the, Linda Carter is the original Wonder Woman. So that was her, her cameo. Oh, right. Well, that's a bit special. All right. I, I, was a, I was very happy. I was like, ah, she's here. Yes, I thought that was cute. I didn't expect it. Yeah, I also didn't expect it. I was like, what's this? Well, how old is she now? She must be going on ancient. She is very she ancient, yeah. Great. In the uh, Greek, thousands of years old now. Yeah. Well, I worked with her, I told you. Um, very briefly. <laughs> you know not something we want to look back on really um that's that's what a lot of these movies are now it's all about spectacle it's like oh look at this thing that was it not also about fan service i presume yeah we got adam west in the in the batman movie oh we Mm. got christopher reeve in the superman movie or whatever but i find it disappointing they should just cast tatiana as the next wonder woman and you know, just do away with the rest of it. <laughs> or, you know, fuck everything else. Tatiana, I want to see Tatiana dressed in that outfit, saving the world. And then uh, Alex can be my Maxwell Lord. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Maxwell Lord, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a different Lode. kind of movie. I feel like that's <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> And you'll see that on xtube.com. Exactly. <laughs> Tokyo Closet Ball slash Xtube. Would... Okay, Quains, did you like this movie? Jess, did you like this movie? Uh, yeah. But I, it's one of those movies that like I'm going to look back on and just be like, oh, it could have been good. Like, I liked it. Like, liking it, yes. But it could have been good. It could have been really good if they had just like thought it through and okay i have the reason i think max lord exists is also i have yes the reason max exists is because <laughs> i think there was again studio interference i want to say that like there was something interfering there in order for him to exist in that film because he's so not a villain that like I would like I, I don't understand why you can't just replace Max with like a Barbara. Why can't Barbara be villainous? Why did we have to make her a trope? You know, of like, mm. oh, klutzy girly, nah. Like I don't understand why you couldn't have just had a woman in that position. Like, why couldn't she have wanted the stone? Why couldn't she have like had a relationship with Diana Prince somehow? Like, I don't know. It's it's it felt like there were s- these two villains that just both ended up not getting the characterizations that they're like the character development that they could have. So because honestly, I think if they had worked on the villain and just made it one villain, not two different villains, this would have been a much stronger movie. And so I'm always going to come back to it and just be like, man, it could have been good. 
I enjoyed it, I guess, here and there. I liked parts of it. Overall, I think it's just not a well-held-up movie. It deserves it deserved more than what it got. It deserved a lot more for what it is. Yeah, that's my things. Sprout! Lil Sprout, what did you think of this movie? I think this was a very good 80s movie. It came out in 2020, and unfortunately, like... If I have to judge it by those standards, I don't think it's that spectacular. Um, like for me, it, it's it's in the same kind of vein as like Demolition Man and like other kind of early 90s, late 80s action films. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I've made that clear. I, I tried to explain a lot about it that perhaps I, I hope people, you know, who are watching and listening and whatever I hope perhaps they probably walk away with a different perspective based on some of the things that I was able to say um is it a perfect movie no I see the problems I see what could have been um perhaps tightened up on or maybe on another draft what probably could have been made a bit stronger but all in all I think whether it did everything it wanted to do at its optimal level. Um, I think it was there. I think a lot of the things were there. Um, a lot of the buildup, a lot of the, um, the, the messages that they were trying to send. Um, I, I think a lot of the, the plot elements, it, I think a lot of it made sense, except for maybe like the, the jet being fully fueled. But um, <laughs> most of the things I felt um, made a certain amount of sense within the narrative that they were trying to tell. Um, and I, I agree with Lil Sprout that it was very much an 80s movie. And um, I think the bright colors and everything as well, I think it was a bit of a, a shift from the previous film, which was a, a war movie, really, with a superhero twist. I think this one was a much more classic um, Superman-esque from the old Superman movie. I think this was like their version of that. Um, not necessarily as um, complicated and, and highbrow as, as a modern superhero film or, or TV show might be, but I think for what it was, um, for something of that era that they were trying to focus on because I think that's the reason why they started in 1984. I think that they wanted that aesthetic and the they story, I think, really um, did that. I, I do like it. So I, I don't think it's the best superhero movie I've ever seen. I don't think it's even the best superhero movie in the DCEU. I think, you know, I'm partial to, to Birds of Prey. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it. And I, I've watched it a few times and I, I like it. That's awesome. Yes, Chiron, thank you so much. Indigo Soho, did you like this movie? No. Um, that's not to say it doesn't have its merits, but it did, I, I, I felt that it committed the ultimate crime and that it sort of, it did bore me. Um, there are a variety of other problems with it, obviously, that we've talked about, but I was, um, I came into it thinking, oh, action film. I've seen eight films in the past. Maybe this will be an action film. I mean, it's meant to be, right? Superheroes, that's what you go to these things for. Um, and then we had sort of 15 minutes of action and then an hour 
of things that for me as a as a newcomer to the franchise were not particularly interesting um including a lot of moping and a lot of um, you know quite the things that were sort of linked to other things and so I was just like well when is she going to beat someone up <laughs> I frankly what I want to see like why didn't Tatiana get this audition what I want to see is Tatiana dressed up as Wonder Woman whipping off her bra soaking it briefly in brine <laughs> and then whiplashing um whatever man for example at the party the man sort of trying to um, get with her just like oh I've been watching you for a long time that's what I want to see um, or not necessarily even a bra just some kind of strap on strap on yes a strap on <laughs> read my mind darling so by the time the action actually came around I felt I was already quite bored with it and so even, you know, at the hour 15 minute mark, which I think is where they go up in jet, and that's the first sort of inspiration of, oh, something might be, the plot is finally <laughs> moving. Um, and then we have these long, elongated scenes of Wonder Woman and boyfriend over the clouds, which I felt were not necessary at all. <laughs> It's just like, yes, come on, beat the shit out of him, uh, or, you know, move on with the plot. I don't know, I feel like that's necessary to superhero movies. Someone needs to get beaten up, beaten the shit out of, um, at least once every ten minutes. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> but, you know, it needs to be popcorn consuming. So yeah, that was that was my feeling. I loved the first fifteen minutes. I did, but then it, the rest was a bit of a letdown. Um. Yeah, and also I cannot stress this enough: the heteros got in the way of a very good lesbian romp that was just hiding in between <laughs> the heterosexual bullshit. Okay, so here's how I think the movie could have been better. We had the four characters. We had Diana, Barbara, Max, and Steve. Take away one of the men, it would have been so great. If you take mm -hmm, away Maxwell, Barbara could have been the main villain, and then Steve and Diana could have had a had a journey to fight Barbara. Or take away Steve, then Max could be the villain. Then Barbara and uh, Diana could have had a journey to fight Maxwell. And then it would be great. It would have been gay. It would have been wonderful. It would have, it would have been so much better if we just cut out one of those men, and then went down to a two-hour movie. It would have been great. Well, it would also depend on how well they would have structured it around the three remaining characters. Let's not forget that. Let's make them all gay. They just could well make them have all gay. Another <laughs> Making something gay doesn't necessarily make it better. Okay. Well, actually, I'm not. Mm. That's, I was about to that's be like, are you true. sure? Have you I tried feel like every that? show that's ever had a gay people said got better instantly. Yeah, no, it's because when you have gay, you have to think things through. When you're straight people, don't like, like straightness people don't even think about it. They're just like, eh, it's straight, whatever. And then like I when it's gay, like- You met my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, things are getting silly. 
Thank you so much, all five Kidding. of us who have been here. How can Ooh, we follow you? Silly. <laughs> How can we follow you on social media, Mysterious? You can follow me at Mysterious on Instagram, MX underscore T E R I O U S underscore drag. And of course, follow Tokyo Closet Ball as well. Sometimes you'll see me on there doing stuff. It's a fun time. Okay. And uh, yeah. And how about how can we follow you, Little Sprout? I've disappeared from all social media, but sometimes you can find me at Sprout and Drag on Instagram. Sprout and Drag. And I will have another podcast coming out next year. Um, So look forward to that. How about you, Kyrone? How can we follow you on social media? I am on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, all top tier gender queer. Just look for that. I'll show up somewhere. Um, easy to find. I talk about well, whatever I want to talk about. Mostly TV shows. Yeah. So recently, Kyron uh, taught me about basketball wives. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, it's been a thing for a long time. Oh, I wish I could be a basketball wife. Um, Alexander, do you want to be a basketball wife? Indigo, yes, uh, of course. I don't know what one is, but yes. <laughs> Indigo Soho, how can we follow you on social media? Well, I'm so chuffed you asked. Uh, I have a YouTube thing. Uh, it's called Pangolin Piano. So just search Pangolin Piano and you find my channel. I also have Grinder and Nine Monsters, and I'm still single. <laughs> and stay tuned for the next Tokyo Closet Ball. It's going to be March 27th at Russell. And you can stay tuned for the next Casket of Horrors. That's going to be March 1st on YouTube. <sighs> All right. With that, we have discussed everything to say about this movie. Um... If you want to see some dynamic female characters, please watch WandaVision. Woo! Love WandaVision. So, Kings of Tokyo will be doing an online show February 23rd, and you should watch that as well. Daddy's Home Movies. Ooh, daddy. Move me and I'll get... Never mind. Sorry. Excellent. (laughs) And please stay tuned to the Tokyo Closet Ball podcast for more movie review more movie review fun you should Yay. do that again you should do that <laughs> please stay tuned to the Tokyo Clodsball podcast for more movie review fun my name is Tatiana thank you Mysterious thank you Lil Sprout thanks Cameron and thank you Indigo Soho. Thank you, darling. But we need to talk about you getting that audition for Wonder Woman because I think you could do it, darling. I just think you need a bit more exposure. <laughs> Every, everybody say bye. 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 Black Lives Matter. Um, be kind to each other and um, uh, vote. Vote. Just vote. Fuck. How do I end the recording? You press the record button, darling. Yeah.